Hi, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And we are so pleased to bring to our studio today, Claudia Cooley. Claudia Cooley is 80 years old. She lives in San Bernardino, California, and is the owner of Ignite Your Health. She recently celebrated her 61st anniversary with husband Dale. When Claudia was growing up, all she wanted from life was to be a leave-it-to-beaver mom. However, in addition to raising five children, she was noticed by the Disney Corporation and invited to train women. This led to teaching leadership development and a long, successful career, not, however, without its ups and downs. So let's welcome Claudia Cooley to Women Over 70, who is eager to share her story with you. Hey there, Claudia. How are you? Well, good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to be here with you girls. I love your energy and your spirit. And thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. You know, when you and I spoke, you told me about the balcony people in your life. And I I love that term. And I think that's a great place for us to start because the balcony people influenced you in a way that helped you find your path. So will you please share with us about that? Uh, Yes, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, One thing, when I was a little girl, I was a dancer. And uh, I danced for several years, like nine years. And so I would be on stages and there would be this balcony in these beautiful theaters. And uh, in the balcony, people could stand up and cheer you because they weren't standing in front of somebody else because of the angle of the balcony. And, uh, you know, so I think of those people standing up there and cheering me on and it's so funny there might be 20 of us on stage but I'm assuming that they were standing up for me but you know that is what it is no no self-esteem problem there Uh, but my first balcony person would really have been my dad and he died when I was 11 but he put so much investment in me over and I don't mean money I mean mentally emotionally you know spiritually the whole thing and he would always tell me I could do what I wanted I was pretty all of these kind of things that help build self-confidence in a little girl so I was really blessed I know not everybody has that that circumstance but there are people in your life that can fill that same gap for you so for me you know he he gave me that great start and then later, and as I went along, I met my wonderful husband, and he's been my biggest cheerleader ever since my dad's been gone. And so he's, like I said before, he adores me. I can't make a mistake to him. You know, it's that's a pretty cool thing to have that person in your back pocket all the time. <laughs> but he cheers me on. And like when I might think I can't do something, he's always giving me a little nudge, a soft nudge. He's not forceful man. He's kind of shy and held back, but he'll give me that nudge. You can do this or uh, go ahead and give it a try or those kind of things. So he was my next balcony person. I'm going to explain what a balcony person is here in a minute. And then um, when I was about 32, I started, uh, I had my first franchise in an international company. It was Image Improvement Inc., And um, Joanne Wallace was the owner of that. And she saw me and she invested in me and helped me to become successful. And I want to tell a little story about Joanne because I feel like this kind of lays out what a balcony person is. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't thought about a balcony person until I met Joanne. 
<laughs> and so I was um, president of a club when we lived up in Oregon and we opened up the meeting. Uh, she came actually when she was coming, she was like famous. We lived in a town of 10,000 people, which was kind of like the dropping off place of the world. We didn't fashion was like about 50 years behind all of those kind of things in this little town in Astoria, Oregon, which is a sweet, beautiful town. But anyway, Joanne was coming to speak for our group and we knew she'd been on magazine cover. She was a part of the International Speakers Association. Um, she had been in catalog. She'd been a model. So we were pretty impressed. So for about three months, the board of this group planned on what we were gonna wear when Joanne showed up. So Joanne is there, she's so gracious. She's almost six foot, I'm not quite five foot two. So I'm already super impressed. And she's beautiful and she has the sweetest, sweetest spirit. Anyway, so she speaks. And after she spoke that day, um, people were coming up to talk to her. And after everybody kind of had moved on, she turned and asked, she said, you know, Claudia, I'd really like you to have a franchise in my company. Now, before this happened, after I'd opened the meeting, the meal had been served. And what I had planned to wear for three months, worked on, was a pink outfit with a white blouse with a jabot. And a jabot is a ruffle that moves around, it's not stuck down. And so I went to seat myself in the, uh, at, my at my dinner plate and pulled myself up incorrectly then I didn't realize but boom 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 and my ruffle went right through the red sauce on that chicken and I was so embarrassed and so now I'm looking at Joanne she's sitting next to me and I'm going I'm so embarrassed and she says Claudia just relax you're beautiful don't worry about it anyway so then after the meeting she turns and she says Claudia I'd like you to have be part of my franchise company I'm going like really? I have orange sauce all down the front of me. And I know orange doesn't go with pink. I knew that then. Anyway, and so I turned to see who she was talking to. It couldn't be me. And I turned back and looked at her. I said, Oh, no, I'm just a frumpy housewife. I can't do that. And she said, right, what, was in, what was her company all about? What was her, the com franchise? her company was a self improvement company for uh, women. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like, on self-improvement it had everything to do with personality development visual you know like how to dress um etiquette uh conversation starters it had eight weeks and it impacted every area of your life mm -hmm. so so did you invest in her franchise i did i but not right away because i was just a frumpy house I, I didn't feel qualified. And she's, oh, Claudia, you're far more than that. So for about six months, she kept calling me. And then my husband, dear husband, Dale, he said, why don't you give it a try? Mm -hmm. So I stepped into it. I drove that hour and a half every day for about six weeks, took the training and stepped into creating my own franchise. Well, Joanne was with, stood with me that whole time. The first year of my teaching and all of that, she was so engaged on the phone with me all the time, talking with me all the time, encouraging me that I had what it took. And then I became one of her top two in the world franchise owners. You know, so but it was her standing there and giving me the confidence until I could stand on my own. And then I could fly and soar. So a balcony person is somebody that will stand in that place with you until you feel strong enough to soar, to, 
Sure. You know, we sure. want to do more than just survive. We want to thrive. And then I feel we want to soar. So that's a balcony person. And so she was my next one. And then basically has stayed involved in my life over the years, even though I moved, sold my franchise, moved to Southern California, became involved in another journey. And actually, my next balcony person was Disney, Disney um, company here in California. Mm -hmm. They had me come in and do some training for them, uh, for their uh, staff to help them um, be more professional in their dress, even though they weren't giving them more money. So they wanted me to teach them how to dress on a budget. I did that. And then they invited me to come and do their leadership development for their executives. I don't know why I said yes, because I totally didn't think I had the skills to do that. But I stepped into that. And then they started promoting me to other Fortune 500 companies. So basically, Disney became one of my balcony people. <laughs> and over my life, I've realized I now my job, my responsibility is to be a balcony person for others. And so that's what I've spent my life doing. Is that what your company is about to ignite health? Or uh, well, actually, actually, my company back then was Total Image Concepts, and um, mm -hmm. then it, I sold that in nine in two thousand nine, I think, somewhere like that, to a company out of um, Florida because I didn't want to keep working with corporate, mm -hmm. and then I just kept what I needed to do more with the entrepreneurial small business. And uh, but basically, then my business became Ignite Your Success. Mm -hmm. So and then um, then the books all kind of reflect that, too, is rev up your success, ignite your success. And then it evolved into because health is a big part of what I love to bring to people as work with, because I found working with small business that people weren't healthy. And so if you're not healthy and energized and um able to handle your business needs that you're needing to do every day, you're not going to be successful. So I realized I needed to back up and help them with their health journey as well as building business. And then Claudia, can you back up just a moment? I'm so interested in how you you uh, moved from helping people dress on a budget to doing leadership development for executives and then other Fortune 500s. And then you moved into you know, um, ignite health and and how do you? You're, it, it seems to me you're quite self-taught. How do you go about learning how to do these things? Well, the ignite your health has been just more recent in the last twelve years. Um, you know what? That's a a good question. Uh, I am. <laughs> I guess, self-taught, um, you know, it's the experiences and stepping in and saying, yes, I really am a firm believer of when opportunity comes your way, say yes, and then lean in and grab it. And that was kind of like when they offered me to come in and do that leadership training. It, it was such a, a transition for me. From, But I had in my eight-week course that I had been teaching with Joanne, there were um, things in, within that that develop leadership also. So I had been kind of trained through Joanne and doing working with her franchise company. I had learned those skills and then just evolved. I mean, it just kept growing into other things. But um, I, I guess I am, I am self-taught, but it also comes from grabbing things from people around me that, you know, that I find interesting. I only do things I love. 
I don't do any, I, I kind of had that, that thing it, with myself, that commitment to myself, buy into what you love, you mm -hmm. know, what you're passionate about, because otherwise I get in a wrong lane. And I've done that a couple of times, got in somebody else's lane and it's, it's not easy. It's hard work. And when I stay in my own lane, uh, it's easy. It's much easier. You once said that you, you, I remember you're saying to me or to us that you, uh, you've never been, you've never gone out looking for a job. I haven't. It, it's, <laughs> I know, isn't that strange? Even when I, um, I had been working in that corporate world and then Dale had serious melanoma, stage four, which mm -hmm. most people don't survive stage four. He did, by the way, uh, we've been married 61 years now, but back in the, um, middle 80s 86 I think is when he had that cancer and I realized we still had a daughter in high school at the time and I'd been traveling a lot I was on the road a lot and I knew if something happened to him we needed insurance Corey and I would need insurance so I needed a job for insurance and then also I needed to be home and then I get a call I'm telling Dale, I think I'll go back and teach school. You know, I've always, I wanted to do that when I graduated from high school. And I think I'll go back and work on that degree. And then it wasn't two weeks. I hadn't told anybody that. I get a call from the superintendent of the Colton School District, which is the city I live in, and said, we understand you aren't going to be traveling so much. And would you consider, we need to start a marketing program at Colton High. Would you consider doing that if we proctor you while you get your teaching credential? <clears throat> so it was as if I had opened my front door and there was the big white package, <laughs> the big red ribbon. How could I say no? I mean, I, I, I knew I didn't have the skills, but I'd been teaching. So basically, for the first year of teaching, I just did kind of what I had done at Disney and some of those companies until I began to gain some actual teaching skills. But they, how, they, didn't, how, they, didn't, they didn't know. What grades were you teaching? High school, basically sophomores, juniors, and seniors. I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take freshmen. <laughs> well, picking up on what Catherine said before, it does seem that creativity seems to be a common thread with you. And, uh, you know, where, so these ideas just seem to follow you or come to you. And then, so I'm curious, how are you able to promote them all? It doesn't sound like you ever even had to do marketing for anything. Well, life's not that easy, Gail, but <laughs> basically you're out there. And I did started. I was doing a lot of speaking. My Disney and contact basically filled that gap for quite a while of um, people. And when I was teaching, I kept that Disney contract. The school loved the fact to be able to say that one of their teachers was off training at Disney. You know, they love that. But so they would give me a few days off about twice a year to go do that. So I kept that contact, but it the that's definitely was a great selling point for me and then as i and if you look at the whole package i've never really veered much from who i am or what i do you know you figure in that eight-week course that i was teaching with joanne under her franchise i was teaching about personal development i was teaching about developing your wardrobe dressing for your own figure style what are your colors then i would be teaching about etiquette how to have a good conversation, relationships, 
Um, you know, so it was that whole package. So I had a lot to draw from when I would shift into different things, but it all was under that same envelope, I guess you would say, heading. If you figure my business name was Total Image Concepts, it, it covered really everything. In fact, there was a period of time that I did interior design. I decorated a hundred, don't laugh at me, a hundred model homes in nine years while teaching high school. But during that time, I thought, you know, I'm decorating model homes. I really should have a degree in this. And I was asked to come do that because Dale and I've remodeled 18 homes together and somebody had been watching the changes in homes and asked if I would come do the model homes, if I could save them money. I said, of course, you know, I say yes and then make it, say yes and then make it happen. But, you know, I don't know how it seems like it was easy and actually in it is. It was because I'm always about helping people get excited about their lives. You figure if you're moving into a home, you want to be excited about it. I never really uh, went in too much. I did a little design people's homes. I actually put together a course to teach women how to decorate their own homes. I'd rather teach than do. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I do what I like to do. When I left teaching, I was I was 67 and I was kind of like, I'm not ready to sit down and play bridge or bunco or any of that yet. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But I knew I wasn't ready inside. There was something I felt unfulfilled that I hadn't done. Wasn't sure what it was. So I worked on kind of recreating. That's when I created a decorating course for women. Mm-hmm. Juxtapose decorating strategies for the beginner. Anyway, and but I, my area where I live, is very um, blue collar welfare. It's San Bernardino County is the hardest hit in the US at any time when there's an economic downturn. So that's the area I live in. So I actually started moving toward Orange County, uh, doing some networking for my health, uh, health coaching company and met these people. And then that's where I got into a couple of masterminds where I learned from other people that were ahead of me on that road. And, and then I was brave enough to write my first book when I was 70. Mm-hmm. And then the others followed after that. And it was interesting to write that first book because it basically was about what I know. And I'm thinking 245 pages. This is all I know. <laughs> this is it. Dang. Claudia, what was the what was the first book? Oh, don't laugh. Dud to stud, revving up for success. Dud to stud. Well, I have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you chuckle, huh? And and the cover is so cute, and it's about having a, a, a dream and your mountaintop dream and how to get there. And I'm here to help you do that. So it was a I was asked to write that book. The other three, I actually came up, it just kind of followed with what I'd already done. I needed to do something for women. And then I I had 20 of us that did a compilation book uh, that was awesome. And, you know, it, that was, you meet people along the way that inspire you and you pick up little things from them. And you, it's, I think, paying attention and loving people and, and, sharing ideas and grabbing on to it goes back to 
when I did my first book, I'm going to share this real quick. When I did, when I was asked to write that first book for men, I walked, I said, yeah, okay. And then walked away and wondering what in the heck did I say yes to? I mean, I've worked mostly, not mostly with women, but never all men. And so it was like, even when I taught high school, there was more girls in my classes than there were boys. Mm -hmm. And even that, what I taught in high school went right along with all the things I had been doing all along. So it's not like I shifted gears. Anyway, so I walked away saying that. And then two weeks later, the name, I woke up with that name. I'm going, oh, that's kind of cute. And then I was on a plane with Dale heading to New York for a Christmas break with our kids that lived in the Manhattan area. And on the second leg of our, and I knew I needed to interview some men. I needed to know what was going on in the different, different worlds that would help them what we needed to know to help them be successful. So if they're in finance or construction or, or find, you know, uh, insurance or what does their industry require? So I knew I needed to interview and all I could think of was this little insurance man in my little town right here. And so we're on this plane going from Denver now, the second leg of our trip. I'm sitting next to the window, Dale's in the middle, and this guy takes the aisle seat. And I'm going, hmm, he's dressed really professionally. He's heading to New York. That's what I'm telling myself. I, I am chatty on a plane, usually. Um, I can't help myself. And, but I wait till the plane's in the air and the wheels are up. And of course, the door's closed. And I felt this nudge. Say something to him. Say something to him. So I leaned over, Dale, and I said to the man, don't jump out of your seat. I'm not a wacky woman. I'm writing a book. For, I mean, I just garbaged on him just right away. This is what I'm, this is what's going on. And it's on personal and professional development. Now he leans across Dale. He said, I'm so excited about this. He said, that's my favorite topic. I always have my staff trained in these areas. I go to everything and get my hands on and that. That's wonderful. And then the flight attendant taps him and said, sir, you're in the wrong seat. The plane door hasn't even closed yet. And, but the key is I leaned in and grabbed that opportunity because if I hadn't, my life would look different today. And so basically he, he goes to leave his seat and he said, do you have a card? All I had was my health, my health business coaching card on me. I didn't have the other part of my business that card. And, and he took it. And by the time I got to New York, he had emailed me and he had asked, um, do you, were you serious about interviewing me? And do you want to do it by phone or in person? Well, obviously, what do you think I said in person? And so then I send that email and scroll to the bottom and find out he was vice president of Dutch Bank in Wall Street. What's the chances of that? <laughs> so, so, so basically, I went to Wall Street and I was on vacation. So I didn't take like professional clothes. I knew how to dress professionally, but I had black jeans and black spike high heels, a black coat, a black turtleneck. And I thought, okay, I'm in enough black. This ought to work in on Wall Street. And so I walked the street. It was the weirdest thing. Little short me all in black walking Wall Street to meet somebody that I had just met on a plane. But anyway, we had a wonderful first meeting. His name's Sean Gupta. And um, he, he, we, I didn't even have any questions. I didn't even know what to ask. And so basically we talked a lot about wardrobe and he really loved that topic and how men could buy suits overseas and get good fits. And we had a great conversation. And then I'm walking 
from there down to the waterfront where my daughter-in-law was going to pick me up because she said I don't want to pick you up there in, in a family van you know I don't want him to see you get into a family van it's, you know New Yorkers and so I walked to the waterfront and I'm thinking hmm well God I'm on this runaway horse and no bridle no saddle I'm just going to hold on tight and see what happens and enjoy the journey and that was the beginning of a wonderful outcome so anyway that was fun and then there was 12 of them all together I called them the navigators and there was 12 of them in the book that I got to interview I, I went back to Sean because by then I started to develop questions so I want them all to be the same but it was a wonderful journey but I learned so much about the power of saying yes and grab your opportunities because sometimes we say oh I wished I had I didn't want that mm -hmm. so but I didn't know that. I, didn't. I, I have to tell you that I met my uh, my one of my very best clients who stayed with me for years on a plane. I mean, oh. we had the same kind of a conversation. It was clear that he was he was um, suffering mentally from something that was going on, and he just just leaped at the opportunity to talk to a business coach, and so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, you know, you talk about the infinity sign. Uh, tell, us, tell us why that's important to you. Well, I think it's important to live our life in balance. Spiritually, mentally, physically, we need to live our life in balance. And we get wacky, we get wonky, and we need to come back to that center. So I talk about that in my last book about um, the infinity sign. And on one side, you know how it has the circles and the little cross in the center, crosses over in the center. Let's just say on the, if you're looking at the infinity sign, on the left side is your inner beauty. And on the right side is your outer beauty. And when those are both in balance, where that section intercedes each other, crosses over each other, that's where you're the most powerful. That's where you can make your difference in the world. And that's what we're here for. We're here to make our difference. I don't need to make your difference. I just need to make my difference. And my difference is to inspire and empower others to go make a difference. <laughs> that's, my, that's my calling. So basically, when I get out of whack, like let's say I'm not paying enough attention to my inner beauty or my health, those kind of things then I'm out of balance. I might look great when I go out the door. I might look, you know, like I stepped out of a bandbox, you know, be put together well, but my inside is hungry for something. It's out of balance. So I can't, I, I end up focusing on myself rather than on others. And the same way on the other side, if you're really feeling great, you've been going to the gym, your, your weight's in right where you want it to be, your, um, your numbers are right with the doctor's office, but you go out and you're looking sloppy all the time, you kind of buy into that sloppy attitude about yourself. So that pulls you down. You're not, you might be in a situation, you know, have you ever gone, well, not you guys, but let's just say somebody goes to the grocery store, but you hopped out of bed that morning, hoping I'm not going to see anybody, but I got to go get some Cheerios for my kids. So you hop out of bed, you go practically in your pajamas, maybe brush your teeth and you get to the store and who do you run into? That person you least want to run into when you're not looking good. So 
right away you're already in a defunct position <laughs> so when you kind of put your you know put your act together inside and out now your focus isn't on you anymore now it's on them and that's where the joy comes that's where fulfillment comes is when you can focus on other people and give to them just like you girls do with your podcast yeah Audie, i have a question do i have time gail for one question yes you sure do okay um so i'm in in when when gail introduced you she said that you, what you wanted originally was to have a leave it to beaver be a leave it to beaver mom and then mentioned that you have five have five children i would like to know if there's are there parallels between how you approach people in your professional life and how you how you did and do parenting Actually, it's interesting. I only have three children, but they were so active that it felt like five. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I do have seven grandchildren and two that have married now. So we have nine grandchildren and uh, that's exciting. So now we're waiting to be great grandparents. You know, that's mm. that next step. But the difference, I, it, you know, sometimes, of course, I mean, sometimes you're going to church on Sunday and you've just been at the kids and you get to church and you walk in and you're all smiles and you give the kids an elbow smile. You know, sometimes there's that in your life. But but basically, I'm pretty I've been pretty much who I am. My kids would probably tell you that, too. Um, I show I I don't even know why it's not like I set the intention to do it. I just. I don't feel the need to be different at home and outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I love people. I love being around people. People are like caffeine to me. So um, it, it once I'm outside, I get a little more chatty. Dale's a little more quiet. So that gives me at home an opportunity to be chatty too, because he stands and listens. He's such a good sport. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like I probably am more chatty outside. But I, you know, I, I try to be thoughtful, um, listen, as I say thoughtful, I mean, not just considerate of others, but listening to what they're saying and hearing what they're saying and um, contributing back to the conversation in a way that maybe serves them, comforts them. But that's just kind of, I don't even know why. I don't know why that's just I'm kind of like who I am wherever I am I do I do start my day off I told Gail I am by nine o'clock I'm pretty earlier in my life it was like eight o'clock or so but um, I'm pretty much ready to go for my day once I put myself together in the morning I don't think about that anymore it's not like I check in the mirror to see if my hair's combed um, if I have you know, I'll sometimes know I need lipstick and I'll put it on, but it's not like I'm checking on that. It's like when I got myself put together, I don't think about it anymore. And at the end of the day, I probably look pretty rough, but I, it, it is what it is. So anyway. one, one more question, Claudia. Do mm-hmm. you, one more question. Do you, as you're getting older, I mean, you are 80, right? In a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, do you think about aging at all? Does it, does it make you want to do anything different from how you've been and what you've done all your life? Well, actually the last decade surprised me. 
I mean, that was a phenomenal decade of writing the books, having the radio show, Rev, it up, Rev up for Success Radio. Um, I did that for several years. Uh, the, all of that last decade was pretty phenomenal. And actually here, in when I hit 79, I started to think, what am I doing? What will I be doing when I'm 80? Will people still listen to me? Do I need to keep doing that? Do I need something else? And I did take up a new hobby. I allowed, I gave myself space and time to take up a, a hobby, a, create a hobby. And mm -hmm. what, is it? what is it? Oh, it's, it's drawing something I've wanted to do all my life, drawing and painting watercolors. And I've never had any, I never had opportunity ever with my dad dying when I was young I worked all my life so I really didn't have a chance to pursue that even in school but um so I took that on but I had question what is, what is my value here at 80 and what do I continue to do and I and I sometimes still give that a little bit of thought but I just kind of think I'll just keep going and see what happens mm -hmm. what shows what shows up what shows up you yeah. know, I'm not going to force anything. That's just kind of how my life has been. If there's more, it'll show up. And and I believe I still have a lot to contribute. I, you know, I I feel like I'm here to help people create abundance in their health, their wealth, and their relationships. Mm -hmm. If there's anything in those categories that I can serve, then I will. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm working with helping the sister city rebuild their chamber of commerce i just kind of fell into that just in the last few weeks and i'm kind of excited about that and so but that's it just we'll see if that's where if that's my path if that's where i belong but we'll see uh -huh. will you will you repeat what you said about abundance i think that was so important I, I you help people do what well it's I think it's important that we all create abundance in our health, our wealth, and our relationships. And the reason I start with health, because without our health, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It, it, the relationships will thrive when you are healthy. So basically, I start with the health. But then wealth, building your wealth, and then relationships, I believe, in strong, long lived relationships more relationships the better i just love filling my basket my tapestry with colors of people in my life <laughs> that's a great place to end Th thank you so much for being on the show and uh it's, it's really been a treat thank you for having me thank you so much it was fun lots of fun you girls are awesome <laughs> to you you're very welcome <laughs> thanks <laughs>